This is a Spirit of Truth Radio Network original program. Throughout the history of the Catholic Church, artists have contributed in telling the gospel story, whether it be through the works of writing, song, paintings, sculpture, and even the stained glass windows that adorn our churches. But my guest today tells his story in a much more dramatic way. Exiting stage right to join me along the way is the founder and president of St. Luke Productions, Leonardo de Philippus. Leonardo, welcome. Oh, thank you so much, David. Hey, I just wanted to start by saying that I've gotten the handshake with you out of the way. I first met you when you were doing a show here in Connecticut, in Manchester, Connecticut, at East Catholic High School. And it was brought Father Ed Nadalny. That's right. Who worked so hard to, to do that. So I definitely want to talk later on maybe about how we bring you back to Connecticut and how you know other parishes or uh, Catholic organizations can get you to come and perform. Even though we're in the middle of this COVID uh, climate, I want to make, make that known too. But um, let's first start out. You were a Shakespearean trained actor, correct? Yes. I, I mean, my first love when I first started acting was in the classics. I was really drawn to Shakespeare. And um, so I, 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 by God's providence, I started getting jobs in Shakespearean festivals. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones that would might be more well known would be uh, the Old Globe Theater, the Oregon Shakespeare Festival, Colorado Shakespeare Festival. You know, they used to back in Connecticut area. You know, they used to have Stratford, uh, Stafford, mm-hmm. isn't it? They have the Shakespearean Festival there uh, on a little smaller scale, and I don't think it's doing it anymore. But uh, you know, we 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 would just do things like that, and I I was really drawn to. Uh, to the classics like Shakespeare. And that helped me, I think, particularly, you know, not only did we not have microphones or anything, we had to project on these giant stages, but, uh, Mm. you know, it taught me a lot about language and articulation and projection and, you know, just the beauty of language. I I remember the experience that I had with you at when you were playing Vianney here in, in Connecticut. Sound was definitely not a problem. I mean, you projected very well. That's how you, you came to become an actor, was through that love, that passion. That's right. Where, where did the, the switch get flipped, and where did you become – how would you describe yourself? Well, I think I went through, um, you know, the acting world, the Hollywood world, which I touched into too, that – the movie industry, I mean, um, you know, it's a it's – a, you know, I mean, there's so many beautiful works of art to do, right? and uh, so many idealistic uh, projects. Uh, but sometimes, the, uh, obviously, the moral climate can be um, challenging, shall we say. And we see that just looking at the magazine in the supermarket or whatever. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's those, those dilemmas that any Christian might have. Now, I wasn't always living uh, the Christian faith at that time. My goal or my, my uh, you know, my, the thing I was pursuing was art, you know, career, um, to try to make it as an actor, uh, to try to do the best works I could do at that time. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't, religion wasn't as important. And I think that's because in that environment, God 
or religion is kind of disconnected. It's not thought about. And if you were a Catholic Christian or whatever, a lot of times you put that in the back seat and get in the, and you you're with all the other peer pressure of that mm-hmm. time. And that's still true today. People can't really be who they really are or say what they really believe. So I was kind of caught just like anyone else. And then eventually I had a, an awakening. I had a, an epiphany. I had a, a quote unquote reconversion that said, you know, uh, I should consider, I should look at my life and re-examine it. And uh, so I kind of had a, a point where I, you know, came back to the faith, uh, started uh, slowly, you know, anybody coming back to the faith, the hardest thing to do is, of course, go to confession to, for reconciliation. All the other stuff is much easier. <laughs> amen. So, amen. So I had to humble myself and go that. So once that was done and I opened the door, then I was able to uh, start considering, you know, what do I do now? What kind of acting do I do? Uh, should, you know, how do I? So I changed my lifestyle in the theater world and uh, started to become a person who was more uh, sympathetic to people, encouraging to people, uh, trying to be a witness as I could uh, in a world where there was a lot of confusion and hurt, you know, a lot of woundedness. And so uh, that was a, it was its own quote unquote apostolate, really. Mm -hmm. And that was about, well, I know that I just read an article um, that St. Luke, productions is 40 years old yeah so that, means I'm, pre- that means i'm 40 years old <laughs> right <laughs> no no i started this really young no uh no it's it's amazing I, I the journey from shakespeare which i probably did five or six years to uh starting this which which um started in 1980 with the gospel of luke which is why mm-hmm. we're called saint luke productions uh, because mm-hmm. of that first gospel it was just the undertaking of, of taking on a one-person show on the gospel, which had been done, which had been popularized back in the 70s, 1970s, by Sir Alec McCowan, who was a very famous English actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he came over, he did it in England, and he did it different, he did it, I think he did it in an off-Broadway, actually kind of a recitation or a, a true monologue of the entire gospel. Uh, but he was in a sports coat and everything. Well, I took a more Shakespearean approach in the sense that I had costumes and lights and and then mm-hmm. I decided well let's add music to this whole thing and uh, and I've always had more music than any theatrical piece would normally have in terms of the spoken word as you saw in one of my shows yes I did it was very well and which is gonna bring me to another point I'm probably skipping ahead but Tolton I just watched the um as part of my show prep, I just watched the, the trailer for that. And it seems to me that there is a lot of music involved with that. And it's very brave at this time, by the way. May I say thank you so much for, for uh, stepping up and creating such a, uh, something that we need at this time in our country's history. Yes, I've been very uh, uh, blessed. You know, all the saints we've done, all the gospels, um, how shall I say they're timely, they're relevant, uh, they're, they're, or shall I say timeless. So mm-hmm. a show, uh, uh, a show that we did 40 years ago as is as relevant today uh, and as powerful. So the one with Father Tolton, for those who your listeners don't even know who he is, he's the first 
uh, black priest in the history of the United States, and he's up for canonization. So he's probably, he's very well unknown, I mean, in, in the Catholic circles, of course, but even beyond that, not very well known at all in, the, in, the, in America. And he's probably one of the, the most important African-American figures in the history of the United States, and definitely in the history of the American Catholic Church. So, and, uh, you know, he's up for canonization, and he may be the first native-born uh, man who is a priest who, be, who, who becomes canonized. So in the in the United America, I know we have Fulton Sheen and these other ones are all trying. Father Mc, Father McGivney. Father McGivney is another one. So that could you know we'll see what happens. But uh, yep. in other words, it's not a race or who comes first. But the point is, it's recognizable and and it's definitely dealing with what's happening today in terms of uh, we see the, the the strife, the brokenness, and what's happened from the you know, what we've seen with the riots and everything like this. This is a man of incredible holiness, incredible integrity. And um, so we're, we're just happy to have this whole show that we created. Uh, mm -hmm. That's beautiful. It's, it's a very, very moving story. That's available for people to view online, isn't it? Or well, by DVD? that one there is just, um, it, you can see the trailer, you can see information on it, the website mm -hmm. and whatnot, but we haven't filmed it. It's, it's been, in fact, it's been coming, uh, we, it's gone over, all over the whole country um, mm -hmm. to all the major cities and a lot of the cities that are having a lot of troubles right now with the riots and the looting and all these other things. But mm -hmm. uh, it's also been to Connecticut. In fact, there is a whole tour was planned for Father Tolton to come to Connecticut, but because of the virus, uh, mm -hmm. the pandemic or the COVID, or whatever you want to call it, uh, yeah. It's uh, that got all um, canceled for now until we can open until Connecticut opens the East Coast opens up. Well, we're we're actually doing better than the South, so um, hopefully we'll we will have you here soon. How long does it take you to put together something like like that whole production? That's got to be a while. It is like the ones you've mentioned, the one on Saint John Vianney, the the patron saint of uh, priests of diocesan priests, a parish priest. Uh, or the one you just mentioned, Father Tolton, they can take a long time. They can take, um, you know, because in our case, you're already, uh, you know, you're doing other shows, you're doing other projects, uh, you're running the nonprofit, but at the same time, you've got to carve out time to create a new original work that has mm -hmm. never existed in, uh, in some cases in art history. So there's not too many plays on John Vianney or there's never been a play on uh, Father Tolton in this regard. So uh, in taking the Father Tolton one, I had to do a lot of, re what you do is do research. So it could take about, it can take as much as a year uh, mm. to do the, the research because you have to read everything, all the historical facts, uh, all, you know, not just about what they did, and, and, but what the whole thing, what happened in his case during the Civil War, pre-Civil War, uh, post-Civil War, uh, into the history of the United States. So, um, and so you have to, you kind of have to get a feel for that. And, uh, and then you, then when you put the show together, you have to write the script. So you have to take a whole person's life, a long history, mm -hmm. and, uh, and then you have to bring it into, into realm, as you saw with uh, St. John Vianney, you take, 
he lived what 73 years i kind of put it all together in an hour and a half right so uh so then you add all the other elements what's the theme what's the characters you're going to have involved because you can't have everybody uh, mm -hmm. that you ever met or so um so then 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 you once you decide all that now we have to write music for the whole thing and you have to get a composer and you have to come up with the conceptual ideas and musical um instrumentation and orchestra and all the things we're going to use so and what are is you set you know so it's a it's a very complex project are you a, a musician as well do you do any of the music no just... i mean i have done little things i'm not a by any means a trained i, I probably you know in putting a, a play together i probably one of the, the most gratifying things is to work with the uh, composer mm -hmm. i just admire composers so much who create beautiful music and and uh, you know you give them an idea and a concept and uh, with a movement and an emotion and they're able to to uh, mm -hmm. create as as you saw in, in that clip on uh, uh, father tolton where we took some of the famous uh, negro spirituals and brought yeah. them into orchestral um uh, you know music and that, so that was beautiful oh it's, it's just, just so powerful and it's so american it's a it has an mm -hmm. american feel whereas john yeah. viani which is the other one that you had an eyewitness is totally different music sure you know, in yeah. terms of yeah. that so so uh, it's you know and then you got to come up with costumes and and then the greatest challenge is rehearsing the actor uh you know directing him uh and be if, if be it me or be it the other and i played a lot of other characters i played a lot of good guys bad guys <laughs> and then but the main actor has to take the load so mm -hmm. you know a one person show in for acting is probably one of the biggest responsibilities an actor can have in live drama one of the things that just what i remember a lot of was uh, in viani was the costume changes how many costumes do you have on it at one time well in that particular show uh it's it's one of those um things that bedazzles the audience to a certain degree that i go out say what we call stage left or stage right i go around a one of the set pieces and i come out looking completely different or wearing yep. something else and i do that on purpose uh so the craft of acting and movement also has to to uh, know how to dress in the dark and <laughs> where to touch and what to look like so in a sense i'm kind of like a blind man you know you know a blind person can really know their space and so mm -hmm. I have to memorize my space so I don't grab the wrong thing, because <laughs> that can happen. You can make anybody can make a mistake. So uh, and it takes a lot of practice and perfection in that way. And but what happens is, boom! All of a sudden you appear and you have something completely different on, and uh, and that kind of and and it's set for you know he's giving a sermon. He looks a little different. He's talking to the villagers. And that'll happen in Tolton too. He'll he'll start out as a slave. He's barefoot, torn shirt, pants ragged, and then all the way till he goes to be. He's in a glorious uh, priestly outfit, all in mm. gold, uh, mm -hmm. and he looks magnificent uh, mm -hmm. as a priest would look. You know, and so you see the transitions, and you it evokes the emotions for the audience as it would in any play. My next question is is about moving towards your your film career, but I just want to say that you're right. You're spot on when you say that 
the costume changes and the lighting and everything, it really does create this, this intimacy between the, the audience and, and you. I, I don't know if you feel the same way back. Um, oh, absolutely. I think the one thing about a one-person show, um, David, is that it, um, it's more, in a way, it's a much more intimate art form than, say, a, um, a cast play. Because in the cast play, you're interacting with the actors on stage. And sometimes you do an aside or you share your feelings with the audience. But in a one-person show, you're picking out that person in, in what we call stage right or stage left, in the back row, in the front row, and you look them right in the eye. And mm. there's an intimacy that you cannot recreate ever in film or in um, you know, other art forms, in, obviously in painting or sculpture or architecture. It, it, it's a live experience. And it's, mm. so it's, it has that personal intimacy interaction that for an actor is also, I mean, it can be very um, disarming, you know, particularly when you're performing uh, you know, for small groups, you have to be extremely um, stripped of a lot of things because you can't be phony. Uh, and it forces the actor to not be artificial. Why? Because you have, as an actor, one person has to hold the audience's attention for an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. You have nobody else. So it's, it's, a difficult, it's a difficult challenge. What makes a good actor? Because I think you're I'm thinking right now what you're saying about being honest. And it's like anytime somebody goes and gives like a, you know, a witness talk, it's, it's whenever they're honest and making themselves vulnerable to their audience. Right. And I think that's the key thing. You know, you have to, for an actor, for me, I, I play all kinds of roles. You probably saw me play a lot of roles in that, that particular, you know, and the easiest role, even though it's very dramatic, uh, evil is much more easy to portray than it is holiness or goodness. Uh, so there's a, there's a real, um, you know, there's a focus that way. And uh, I think because it has to be believable, you know, and uh, we see that in movies so much, you know, the evil characters, but to be really good, to have that innocence. And, and they, a lot of actors are good at that, obviously. But what mm -hmm. I'm saying is that's the thing that, that will make it, will take the show and lift it. What, one of my sayings is that a lot of plays you want to entertain people, right? You want to keep right. your attention. You want to say, wow, you're going, the costume changes, the music, the, oh my gosh, he's changing character. That's called entertainment. The next step is ins inspiration, right? Mm -hmm. So it inspires people. And, and so not all art inspires. And then the third leg would be what we call evangelization. Evangelization, uh, to make it simple, it's just to make, God seen and heard. So that means it's a higher realm. So how can you touch God? How can you touch heaven or at least a glimpse of it? And yes. that's what our shows, meaning when you do the gospel or you do the saints, it's a little different than doing, you know, Private Ryan or, or mm -hmm. Jurassic Park or whatever show it is, you know, Oklahoma mm -hmm. on stage, you know, or Guys and Dolls. It, 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 it kind of goes in. A, it's a deeper spiritual art form. That's all. Mm -hmm. Doesn't well, mean, you know, it's more talented than another, but it's just, it's, uh, it's like religious, it's religious art, you know, and profane art. You got an image of if I painted David, uh, mm -hmm. he, God created you, right? 
But yeah. if I have the Madonna, the mother and the child, well, that evokes something different. It's not just mother and child. It's the mother of God and God. <laughs> and so, you know, it, it, it transcends, it touches, so to speak, up to the skies in a sense. Mm -hmm. When you made Therese. Right. You played. You mean the movie itself? Yeah. A future saint. You played her father. Right. I played I, Louis, Louis Martin. Yeah. And I, the, I, I'm sorry, I don't know who the young lady was that played Therese, but she was fantastic in it. But I, I could almost sense there was like a father-daughter connection, a real father-daughter connection between you. I mean, it, it was well done. Thank you. Um, so how do you do something like that when she's not really your daughter? Well, I think uh, any uh, well, good actor, I mean, you're, you have to embrace that moment. And you, um, in the case of when you're dealing with these people and the saints, in that, in that case, you, and that would be true for any uh, great story, you know, um, you have to show a great, you have, to, you have to get into that, not just the mind of the character, in this case, a father of one of the most famous saints that ever lived, St. Therese of Lisieux, the little flower, but you also have to get into his, into his heart. You got to get into his spirit. And so uh, when you, you know, when she's leaving the scene, you know, you have to let her go into the monastery and there's just the tears of a father, mm -hmm. which are many because, you know, when he's a widower, he's lost his wife. He's losing his baby daughter is in a sense, his favorite child. Um, as it would be most for all fathers when they have a youngest child, um, you know, to see them go, especially a daughter. Um, you know, I think it's just a moment of real vulnerability. And uh, you have to show their humanity and at the same time their courage and, um, and, and their surrender. I guess huh, that's one of the beautiful lines, you know, you want to surrender. Surrender the famous line from the what the office of uh, readings it's surrender to God and he will do everything for you and so there's a sense that 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 that's a challenge for any actor how do you surrender uh, to that character and let him be a channel like for example a uh, father Tolton the black uh, famous black priest our actor Jim Coleman he'll he'll um, he asks as I would the others, or John Vianney for that matter, John Vianney, Father Tolton, you take over and you speak through me. I am an instrument. I am just your instrument. Mm -hmm. So when you call upon the saints, or in the case of me, where I've had to play Jesus Christ himself in terms of the gospels, you're asking God to flow through you so that mm -hmm. the people can for a moment, maybe an hour, hour and a half, actually experience God himself in the flesh or the saint in the flesh. So it's the ultimate in communion of saints. It really is. And I think, you know, that's what's so beautiful about it is that we, you're right. We are a family. We're a unity. It's never about uniformity, as you can see with the different saints you see, but uh, mm -hmm. it's about unity and that communion of saints. So that we're, when we go to church or, or we're right now talking, there is a communion of saints. There's a, the angels. There's a communion of souls. God is never alone. No, he is not. He's got a lot of friends. <laughs> he does. Well, he needs a few more.
unless, unless, of course, you talk to St. Teresa of Avila, because then she didn't think that he had so many friends. After That's she right. He, would have, he had that famous line, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you find more rewarding, more enjoyable? Do you find the film or do you find the, the live stage to be more fulfilling? Well, um, currently I'm working on um, uh, the, the, uh, our, our play on uh, St. Uh, Faustina, Messenger of Divine Mercy, which we call now Heart of Mercy. And, um, and, and a big challenge for me, and I'm kind of really loving doing it because we're having to create her visions. Uh, no one's ever really done that before. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, she had visions of God. And, and this is pretty typical of a lot of different saints, as you mentioned, Teresa of Avila, you know, where you have a vision of heaven or you have a vision of hell. Um, and so we have to create, what did she see? She told us what she saw. So mm -hmm. all we're doing is being obedient to what she said. So I find that fascinating. It's really challenging. Um, uh, in terms of, uh, 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 it, I think, you know, the art form of film, it's, it's more of a, it's, it's, a, it's really a, a director's uh, and an a editor's, um, um, you know, more showcase than it is mm -hmm. the actors. Actors are very important, of course, because, you know, but we can manipulate everything a lot of times in film, uh, mm -hmm. in terms of where we, how we view you or not show you at all or cut you up or <laughs> put you right. in. You know, you could do a lot of editing, right? Whereas in the art form of acting, live drama, live theater, it is the actor's responsibility more. Uh, you know, once the director's done it, he's kind of out of the way and the, the composer and all that other stuff, you have mm -hmm. to hold the audience. Whereas mm -hmm. the film, you know, there's other things you can add to it to try to make it uh, dazzle, you know, so to speak. Right. Uh, with the sun and all this stuff, whereas theater is much more stripped down. It's more human. So I really, I enjoy the contact with the audience, but I love also, I think filmmaking is is a, a beautiful art form. You know, it can do so much good or it can do so much damage. Mm -hmm. And uh, as we see, you know, you see that with pornography or, any of the other things that uh, are more, um, you know, overboard and uh, addictive and, and yeah. or more destructive, wounded, you know, yes. But the things that we're trying to do is, well, I love it because also it's a challenge because a lot of it's unexplored territory. Most filmmakers just never go there. They never go into the realm uh, of, of, of kind of like what we call, maybe what Jesus calls the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. What is that like? Uh, what are the saints like? And to go into their lives, into their hearts. We sometimes just leave them as a form of a statue. And that's it, as you started this whole program. Mm -hmm. You know, Leonardo, I, I, I completely agree with you. When I, when I sit and I look at uh, movies just being remade, 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 you know, Hollywood does not have any new ideas. And they should, they should explore the lives of the saints. Um, some and some um, some good wholesome stories um i think that's what people really want i think you're right i think you're absolutely right and one of the dilemmas and to hollywood or the bigger you know they're you know they got so much going on they're trying to keep the pro you know that whatever i don't know you could do jurassic park eight or something whatever just keeps going uh but that's why independent filmmakers they're always looking at them because they bring what we call fresh ideas new ideas, uh, unexplored territory. And then they can you know, hook into that and, and either 
buy it or take it or or utilize it or copy it you know mm -hmm. and i think that's what uh, art needs to be constantly uh, reinvented in a way to be refreshed and any uh, studio film studio or theater they know that you know you're just regurgitating sometimes uh, and it's and it's uh, you've got to come up with something new or break it up a little bit right that's the nice good? thing about shakespeare he wrote so much and mm -hmm. uh, you know if you do the entire canon you get all 36 plays so mm -hmm. you know you can you can mix it up a little bit every year there's, there's almost that many fast and furiouses uh, exactly think of that you know and people uh they get attached to it like they do uh going to mcdonald's or something it's familiar it's uh they uh, they saw one they were thrilled they were excited so they want to see another and um and i think uh you know obviously that's the human nature we, you know we love adventure and uh, uh you know that kind of action movies they call them mm -hmm. and then but the, there's the other type of movies you know and and the saints i think there's lots of potential it's just again unexplored uh, david we you know, there's like you saw Viani. I mean, that has a lot of action in it. Yes, it does. And a lot of it could be scarier than the movie Exorcist. And at mm -hmm. the same time, it could be very uplifting, much more than Rosemary's Baby or The Exorcist itself. Yep. So it, it, it kind of puts evil in its place or evil in its perspective. Uh, because evil is very important to holiness because uh, you've got to have evil to have good or good to have evil. You know, you've got to see the contrast. I've often said uh, you don't see the, the light as a song. And, and I'm now I'm, I'm drawing a blank on it. Sometimes you, you need the dark to see the light. Exactly. Exactly. And how and sometimes you can see the light in the darkness. Yes. And there's the no light that, that anyone else sees. The song so, is by Disturbed. And you're absolutely right. And I think that's what gives hope to people. You know, when we say there's light at the end of the tunnel, you know, mm -hmm. we're going to get out of this virus, you know, we'll, mm -hmm. we'll you know, life will continue. Uh, you know, this isn't the end times, you know, right. uh, that kind of stuff. I mean, people are, are scared. They get always, you know, I mean, the, the world has been through many, many things. Uh, and each person's life has. So that's why it's it's related to, you know, each, each um, tragedy or suffering or you know, um, a concrete wall that you come through, how am I going to get through that concrete wall? Well, somehow, you know, it, it works out that sometimes God gets you through. You yes, actually, does. The, the, the Red Sea does part and you get to walk through. Yep. Yep. Um, what are you doing through this whole COVID? What well, are you we're, doing? How, how are COVID, you staying? What's happened is our, our live dramas have been kind of, as I mentioned with the Connecticut tour, many of the tours have been uh, canceled or postponed or delayed and you know people right now as we're talking uh you know they're trying to set up something for october or november or december and now uh, you know that gets still they're not sure should we do it is what's going to happen nobody knows anything and you have to almost look at what maybe what part of this united states is you know maybe they're more solid or they, they're not as afraid or whatever or they or there's less sickness or or whatever so you have to look at that but we're kind of planning into the 2021, obviously, because mm -hmm. uh, we have to have some hope that we're all going to come together as a human family eventually. But we're, right now we're working a lot about, actually, we're working on a lot of electronic stuff, meaning uh, we're working on the film on Heart of Mercy, which is about Divine Mercy. 
mm-hmm. and which is a very powerful, moving story, which I hope you get to see. Yes, and, I'd and love to. And we're now thinking of live streaming uh, the, our shows, like Father Tolton, uh, St. Vianney, uh, to actually show that. You know, you could watch on television or on cable, a uh, mm-hmm. streaming thing where you could actually see it, um, you know, for a limited time, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. So we're working on that. I'm, I'm actually been asked to maybe work on a documentary. We're trying to figure out what subject matter, but because uh, I've done a couple of documentaries in the past and, and that's mm-hmm. something that interests me. So uh, there, there's a lot of things we're working on, things for radio we're doing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've done many things, be it the rosaries. We have all, uh, we're not, we have a very popular thing called Benedictus. It's, um, it's about reflections from, you know, our former Pope, Pope Benedict, uh, the mm-hmm. 16th. So we've done a lot of stuff for radio, but I think that there's lots to do still for film. Uh, we're trying to inspire more people that way. So, so that's where, that's where we're at. So try mm-hmm. to keep us going because we're a nonprofit organization like anything, and we can't keep going without donations and people sit, uh, you know, the, the money that people send us or the resources that they buy us the camera or some other equipment, that mm-hmm. assists us to create the shows that you that you mentioned during this interview. Yep. It's all done by the sacrifice of others. And then, then we can take that show and then we can bring it to churches. We can bring it, uh, you know, to schools like you saw it at. We can go to <laughs> inner city, poor places. We can go to prisons. We can go to monasteries. We, we go to professional theaters. We really, what's exciting is that you can go to so many variety of types of people different ethnic groups you're you're with all mm-hmm. koreans or you're with an entire african-american church or you're, you're with just vietnamese or you know yep. all hispanic so that's what i love about uh doing this work because you see when you do the subject matter of a saint that saint is not just for just one group no. it's for all no. of us like actually and colby or or in that case, or, or some of these famous, St. John, John of the Cross, that, or St. Francis one of I Assisi. Yeah, I wanted to see Maximilian Colby. I oh, actually, it's a powerful show. I, before the whole COVID situation, I used to serve mass at a Felician uh, Sisters convent. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. One of Maximilian Colby's students was a friar there. And he actually um, blessed a few objects for me. So, I mean, there's, what a holy man. I mean, he was. Oh, he, his story, you know, and his mother, you know, she became a Felician nun. So uh, there's a long history there. But uh, hmm. yeah, you know, what's so interesting, St. Maximilian Kolbe, it's very relevant to what's happening today, even though, you know, he died in 1941 in Auschwitz in the concentration camp. You know, here he is, here's a man who's, uh, not afraid to go against communism and Nazism, fascism and socialism. And the same thing happened to uh, John Vianney. Uh, you know, he's coming right uh, during the French Revolution, as you saw in the beginning of the, of mm-hmm. the story. And, and the church has been basically decimated and, cre- and you know, destroyed in so many ways. And so he has to rebuild it. And mm-hmm. uh, we're seeing the same things happening now. You know, we say Father Tolton is about the racial issues. You know, we got black and white and injustice and racial, uh, lack of the racial harmony and unity. But then you got the other part where there's a movement in America now for, there's an attraction towards 
the French Revolution, socialism, which is um, which is the motherland, mother of communism and fascism. So you know, think movements that are taking away, they'll take away the the, the free rights of people, as we're seeing in China and other places in the world. You know, and, and mm-hmm. happening seeds here in America. Uh, so that's why these saints are wow. They they've done it. They've seen it. They've you know uh, addressed it, and they've given. In fact, many of them, as you as you saw with Maximilian, they've given their life for it. They've been executed because of their faith. Well, Saint John Paul, a fellow thespian, yep, saw how important theater and acting can be in educating um, the popular population. So I applaud you for what you're doing even in these tough times of, of this COVID virus and everything, I, I think what you're doing is wonderful. I think that your message is, is timeless. Like you said about the, the, the gospel of St. Luke. Um, so keep going, brother. <laughs> oh, I'm trying. I gotta keep going. I gotta pass it on. I uh-huh. want to pass it on to us. So pray, say a prayer, David, that we can find uh, future um, actors and uh, producers and, and, uh, People with vision, creators, and directors, etc., that can that can take this on because it's a it's a the harvest is rich, but the laborers are few. Mm-hmm. What are you doing for mentorship? Are you mentoring uh, young actors and and people just doing sound? Or are you helping? Yes, we do. What's exciting is we have here we have a now we have a full time editor of film. Uh, mm-hmm. He's also, we're having people on staff learn all about sound design, uh, editing, uh, uh, you know, we're doing things in studio and uh, in the editing rooms, um, suites. And so that's been mm-hmm. exciting. They're learning that. So that's a whole thing that we can keep passing on graphic design, uh, mm-hmm. also doing that. But, but the main thing is with actors, it's a matter of, there's a number of actors that are getting more attracted to doing this. So it takes a lot of time to train them. Uh, to design shows for them and mm-hmm. to get their commitment because this kind of work is you got to have a level uh, a higher level of commitment it's hard it's hard work and so um, but they're they're out there slowly we just have to expand our outreach and your mm-hmm. program and others can help get people to know that we even exist because there's not too many uh, you know live drama companies like ourselves and also you know doing mm-hmm. some film on the side too so we're, we're, we're definitely want to expand this out. And, you know, we want to be able to teach people and pass this on. In some ways, we're kind of like a school in mm-hmm. some ways because people over 40 years have come and some of them gone on to other fields uh, in, the, in, in uh, the media, mm-hmm. and communications, be it EWTN or someone gone to Hollywood or, you know, they're all doing, trying to do good things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and then others have... They've gotten married. They meet at our, our company and they get married and they have children. And so that's also a great joy to see all that happen also. Well, here's a, here's a story for you about how, how um, influential uh, St. Luke Productions is. I went with my best friend who, um, to see Vianney. He has now just been uh, ordained as a transitional deacon. So I saw you when he was just ready to enter into seminary. He is now a transitional deacon, and we saw you. So he'll be ordained pretty soon then? Uh, next year, yep. Wow, perfect. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, 
uh, of all the shows, uh, there's been many, many things that have happened to all the shows, but uh, that particular show, John Vianney, has uh, inspired a lot of young men to go into the priesthood, or a seminarian will see it ready to quit. He can't, he doesn't know if he can make it. He mm -hmm. sees John Vianney and he says, well, if that guy could make it, I'll try to make it. <laughs> there you <laughs> since go. He was, since he was so dumb as a seminarian. Mm -hmm. So he persevered. So it's exciting for us to see people, um, you know, be inspired in a deep way to to want to enter into these uh, different things. Or they'll see a show and decide to name their baby after Gambiani <laughs> or or Tolton. We're getting now more babies being called Tolton. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, let me. Didn't you run into somebody named Viani? Um, I have, believe it or not. I, uh, in the case of John Vianney, I, uh, I performed for one of his relatives uh, from his, his brother's side, which would be a Francis Vianney. And uh, so it would be, uh, how many generations that would be? I don't know. It would be a great, 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 great uh, nephew. Mm -hmm. And so um, that was exciting to actually meet a Vianney. And then another time I performed for uh, both sides of, um, of uh, St. Therese's side. You know, oh, wow. you got you got Louis Martin, and then you have uh, Zeli um, uh, Gurin. I think is I can't remember the pronunciation of the French, but both you know Saint Therese's mother's side and the father, and they were distant relatives, and they came to see the see the show, the live show, and the film. So that was exciting, you know. And uh, and Maximilian Kolbe, what's really was moving is I actually performed. Uh, this is years ago, but I actually performed for the the prisoners that were with him in the concentration camp in Auschwitz, who survived. Wow! So they survived after four years in Auschwitz uh, after he died, and they were able to come see the show. And I performed for his um, his secretary, who he was right there when the Gestapo took him. So uh, you know, or a seminarian in Rome when he was there, and you know, so like, wow, you go. That was real, you know, and of course I performed for many concentration camp survivors in all the different wars, so in World War II and Korea and Vietnam and, and all the different wars, you know, so it, it's, you know, all the different communist uh, gulags, etc. So you, 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 when you're doing that and you're performing, you're going, this is real, you know, this is, mm -hmm. this is not just like Shakespeare in the past, so to speak. Right, right. I'm going to ask you a personal question. Do you wrestle with the devil? Yes, I think I do. I mean, well, I have to portray him so often. So hopefully I'm doing him <laughs> justice. <you know? laughs> I want to, as they say, scare the hell out of you. Yes. But, uh, you know, that, that's the good part. Get, you don't want to go to hell. But I think I do. I mean, I think the devil is constantly um, toying with me. As Maximilian would say, the devil's always putting his tail into everything. And mm -hmm. so I think he's always trying to stop us. He's trying to stop me. He, you know, make, make something break or, 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 or we can't get the show done or, or uh, he'll try to stop the shows. Uh, he'll, he'll actually do something, uh, you know, that's kind of eerie. But at the same time, he'll pull all, all the electricity will stop or something of that nature. Um, but it also in a personal way, like you asked, I think he, he tries to discourage you. Um, he, he tries to uh, confuse you, uh, confuse me. 
you know, to not get focused, to distract you constantly, or you start, the other temptation I think is you start to take what you do is, you know, that you take it too seriously, meaning you start to think that I'm the one that's accomplishing all the good work, when in fact, it's only God who accomplishes anything. Um, you know, so I think, you know, you got the both sides, the pride and this, but I remember when I was doing Viani, since you love Viani, I had never, I had just written it, right? And I was in my studio and um, uh, I had to read it out loud. And I just wanted to see, you know, what was it like? And I have to play all the characters and all that, you know, like you would in a reading. But it was, I just, it was pitch dark and there was a light over my head. All, you know, like those movies where you have the detective with the mm-hmm. guy with the light over his head type of thing. So I'm in there, it's kind of spooky actually, but I wasn't thinking about that. And then as I do the show, it opens with the devil and all that kind of stuff. I felt the presence of the devil in the very room I was working in. And so I could feel his presence. It kind of almost made my hairs on my head tingle. And there was kind of fear in me and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I just said, no, we're going to read this play. And as you know, uh, John Vianney doesn't, he doesn't give up. And the (laughs) devil gets pretty scared of him. So they have a battle, of course. But so it was a battle that night, but I persevered and went right through it. And, And that gave me kind of a, since then, that gave me insight, you know, that the devil's real, he's present, he's actually, he's in your room and he's in my room right now. And uh, he's listening to us and uh, watching us and trying to distract us right now. So uh, I think it's made, you know, I think it's a really important for all of us to become aware of the devil, to become mm-hmm. of his presence. John Vianney is the one that says that, you know, when you're saying mass, he's right there. When he, you're in the confessional, the priest, He's right there. It's not like you're a, he's, he's a foreign, he's, he's away, you know. You, I mean, he, he'll say, you know, Satan, be gone. You know, in the name of Jesus, be gone. And, well, that'll get rid of him, but uh, you got to have to be aware that he's there. Yeah. Um, there's a, somebody once told me that they don't believe in the devil, but they know he's real because Jesus Christ told them he was. Right, exactly. And I think, you know, Jesus is the barometer of everything, right? He, mm-hmm. he met the devil, he talked to him, so he's real. Yeah. Because, yep. you know, and I think that's something we don't reflect upon often, very often. And so that's why it's, um, he, he, he's the, you know, as Jesus says, he's in the Gospel of John so much, he's the prince of this world, he's the father of lies, you know. So I, I, I think that we have to, and you're seeing that lived out now. Mm-hmm. You're seeing it happen right now where people are into a world of lies where mm-hmm. they don't speak the truth and they slander others and just try to destroy others. And this is not a work of God. This is a work of the devil. Exactly. It's a work of evil. And one just has to recognize the key to our faith or, or even understanding evil is recognition. You know, the, the two disciples on the road to Emmaus, they mm-hmm. didn't recognize Jesus, but suddenly they recognized him when he broke the bread, when he brought him in. And, mm-hmm. that, and that's what we're all trying. That's one of the things of life is we have to learn to recognize God in the moment. You know, Emmanuel, God is with us always, always has amen. been, always will. Amen. You know, so Amen. amen. Leonardo, I'm going to ask you one more question. 
Sure. Do you ever get, af- you ever get afraid before you go up on a stage? Do you ever get uh, stage fright? Uh, absolutely. You? you know, this kind of work, I never, you never take it for granted. You can't get cocky. Uh, you know, you can't you say, oh, I've got it. Because when you do, you might miss something. And um, I think, you know, you, you, you got to have confidence that God will get you through, but you, you have to still make sure you practice your lines. You know, when you think about it with sports, you have to work hard. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, you think of somebody like, um, I don't know, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, like a Michael Jordan, you know, when he played basketball, uh, he probably would practice more than the other players, even though he was the best player. Mm-hmm. But he knew when he went up in a big game that he's going to have to deliver. So, you know, and if you have a defeat the night before, you've got to rise up and not let that bother you. You've got to stay focused. And that's mm-hmm. what acting really is. You, you might start off a little afraid, and I've had that. I've, you get a little shaky getting in front of all those people. When you walk out and there's a thousand people there, mm-hmm. you're, you're kind of like, oh, my gosh, there's a thousand people here. And I didn't know anybody was going to be here. So you, you get distracted sometimes by those things or overwhelmed, you mm-hmm. know. So I, I think I do get still afraid, um, you know, and I, I, it's an honest, it's an honest fear, which is, a, it's a healthy thing, I think. You know, you, you don't want to let it take it over your life, though. Right. So, no, the, the reason it, I ask it, that, the reason I yeah. ask that is because each time I do one of these podcasts, I get the butterflies in my stomach. I mean... Um, so there's that, that performance anxiety for me, you know, I guess. Oh, I, and I think that's a natural thing. And actually it's a good thing because it kind of keeps you on your toes. And, uh, and also you can use that weakness or that um, fear for sometimes it can transform into greater um, focus or honesty or inspiration. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and, and, you know, you do that in sports a lot too. Sure. You know, you, you, sure. Or, or in, in all the art performing arts, you know, be it mm-hmm. music or anything, if you start out, as long as you end the play well or end the song well <laughs> or end the radio program well, you know, that they may forget some of the mistakes you made in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Well, how can people help you out by making donations? Where can they go? Um, is there, are there things you need? Are there things you're looking for right now? Well, I think, first of all, they should go to our website, St. John, uh, I mean, excuse me, St. Uh, Luke Productions, stlukeproductions.com. Mm-hmm. Go there. You can go. Uh, there's a, uh, you can donate to our ministry. You can mm-hmm. call us. You can write us. Uh, we mm-hmm. have every, all the information there. Um, yes, we're definitely in need of, the only way we exist is through donations. And that's how mm-hmm. we're able to create, like the movie we're creating on, if you love Divine Mercy and want to see that, uh, becoming a very beautiful story. Uh, yes, we could need your help. If you want to see uh, the Father Tolton filmed or St. John Vianney that we've talked about filmed, mm-hmm. we need your support. We need, you know, we need equipment too. We need a new camera. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we need things like that to, to, to be able to do what we need to do. Yeah. Um, and, and, and also we need, we need uh, uh, funds to help the poor. For example, we donate our shows sometimes to inner city schools or to prisons, or you know they can't a lot they can't pay for these things. But we we need to still be able to pay for them. We have to pay the actors and the staff and everybody. So that mm-hmm. allows that to happen. So those who help us in any way with a donation are are going to touch souls. Just sure. like how did you how were you able to see John Vianney? 
it was because of the generosity of one priest to bring yep. it there. And yep. in that case, Father Edna Dalmi, yep. who is, you know, your billboard priest. He's your, yep. done a lot of stuff. He's not a young spring chicken. But, no, he's uh, not. <laughs> he, he, uh, he's not afraid uh, to bring the saints to the people. And his desire is to bring especially to the young. Because uh, the young uh, students are not ever really exposed to the saints. And so that's why he does it. So um, I hope we can do that again. But that's the spirit of why people donate to us. They, they have to trust us. They have to believe in us. And, and we take our donorship very seriously, meaning mm -hmm. because we uh, offer all, anyone who sends anything, we pray for their concerns because we realize the sacrifice they're making because they're making it for the gospel and the saints. And that's mm -hmm. why, and the saints will never be known unless people make sacrifices. Wow, excellent. Um, I just want to thank you for coming and speaking with me today. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it has been such a, uh, such a pleasure. Um, I know if people want to go and find out more, go to stlukeproductions.com. And you, can see, and you can see about bringing uh, Leonardo to your parish, your church, your, uh, your uh, and not even, you go to Protestant churches, right? Yeah, yeah. We, we, we have no, we're, we're for everyone. Okay. God has one family. So yes, uh, I think that, yeah, I encourage you, uh, you know, to contact us particularly. Let's try to fill up uh, 2021. Let's go. Let's get back on the East Coast. Let's get uh, all over this country. And uh uh, because every every person, every community is important. Thank you so much, Leonardo. I just want to send you away with an Irish blessing. It's, it goes like this. It goes, may your troubles be less, your blessings be more, and nothing but happiness come through your door. Beautiful. Leonardo DeFilippis, thank you so much. Thank you, friends. I'm your host, Down the Hall Dave. And hopefully next time, uh, my producer, Dave Imhoff, will be with me. It's been... Uh, it's not been good for me to be pushing all the buttons behind the scenes tonight. So, see you next time.